0: When it comes to staying employed, is anyone safe right now? We talked Saturday about the gig economy workers, but what about those with full-time jobs? Are they going to be okay? That and so much more on this episode of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends Podcast. I'm certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen here in New York City.
1: And coming to you from uh, outside Detroit, Michigan, where we're following the news minute by minute so you don't have to. I'm Joe hi
0: This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own
1: and Bobby we were six days a week before it was cool just want to point that out again you're so cool big big thanks to joust for supporting money with friends joust is the nation's only all inclusive banking platform for the self-employed man we talked about the self-employed on Friday and uh what a time to make sure that you've got the right partner banking wise in your corner. Pay Armor, Joust invoice parent payment guarantee product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences not getting paid. Which, if you can imagine that, you could definitely imagine that during this uh, crisis. You can sign up for Joust for free. At try.joust.com forward slash MWF and enter the promo code money with friends, you'll get a hundred dollars in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. And just to pull back the curtain a little bit, Bobby and I have been working on, uh, on taking this uh, joint project and making LLC of money with friends. And mm-hmm. we got that done this week and we're opening our Joist, uh, Joust account. Um, because mm-hmm. if there's ever a time that we need a company like Joust,
0: I'd say, It's probably no. I think so. Yes. I think there's, if there was ever, first of all, there's always been an appreciation. You and I both have clients that, I have great clients. My clients pay me. I think they're wonderful. But, you know, you never know if you're going to have a new client that's not reliable. And having Joust in your corner is a good idea, for sure.
1: Yeah. Whether it's you're a gig economy worker, you're just doing a a small startup on the side, or you're full-time with a bunch of employees, why would you, if you have a business, why would you not? Bank with a company that is in the business of working with businesses. Like, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Speaking of business, we're going to talk about obviously problems on the business front. What does that mean for employment for all of us? We'll talk about that here today, but let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money headlines explain six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right, this piece comes to us from the Wall Street Journal, and it is uh, written by uh, Justin Lahart. And the title is, The Job Shock Begins. Justin writes, America's job market just got a hammer taken to it. How it fares in the days and months ahead and what policymakers are able to do to blunt the distress of workers and their employers will determine how bad the recession will be and how healthy the economy will be in its aftermath. Labor Department on Thursday reported the number of US workers filing new claims for jobless benefits last week jumped to 281,000 from 211,000 a week earlier much higher than the 220,000 forecast uh, by economists who've struggled to update their estimates quickly enough to keep up with a rapidly deteriorating situation, marking the biggest single jump since 2012 when Hurricane Sandy's aftermath set many workers home. Next week's report will be far worse. Thursday's report reflects claims through the week ended last Saturday – before California's Bay Area was placed on lockdown in an attempt to mitigate the spread of the new coronavirus when many school districts, including New York cities, remained open and when the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in the U.S. was significantly lower than today. Some states have reported a massive increase in filings this week.
0: And by the way, all of California now is on lockdown as we read this. Um, Job hit. Initial claims for unemployment in, um, excuse me, my story is a little bit jumbled. Um, the number of people continuing to receive weekly unemployment benefits after initially filing rose by eleven and a half percent above the minimum level over the past year. A recession is in the offing. Similarly, the SAHM rule, named after economist Claudia SAHM Sam, I guess you say it, um, says that if the unemployment if unemployment rises zero point five percentage points above its previous twelve month low, the economy is in a recession. Both Deutsche Bank's measure and Ms. Sam's will soon be breached. And the only real question is how quickly. Already, many economists, including Deutsche Bank's, are forecasting that in the second quarter, gross domestic product will experience its sharpest drop since the end of World War II. The more people who lose their jobs, the more people will struggle to pay for their needs, magnifying the toll the pandemic has placed on the economy. Unemployment benefits and other measures will help them bridge the gap between now and whenever the crisis passes. But they will need workplaces to go back to. Lacking support, many otherwise healthy small businesses will fail and the jobs they provided will disappear permanently. Um, as frightening as Thursday's number was, it is merely a preview of how bad things are going to get.
1: Sadly, Bobby, I uh, I believe that. I was watching some... Um some very compelling charts about the 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 spread of the virus and um you know by all indicators we're a good two weeks away from from really the the worst of this and obviously i don't know anything about anything i'm just following what what i'm reading but i think i think you know when it comes to financial planning thinking that it's going to get worse before it gets better And then hopefully it does get better is way, way better way to plan than the opposite. Right. Thinking it's going to get better overnight and then it doesn't.
0: Yes, I think that, you know, we kind of plan for a worst case scenario in this case, unfortunately, but we can still hope for the best. And as we're recording this, there are reports that some medications that were previously used for other um, other illnesses may be effective. They don't know for sure. But I think that there's um, enough safety in these medications that they can try them at least and just see what happens. And that's hopeful. I think that because we are behind the rest of the world, um, other countries are further along and looking for cures and vaccines and treatments. And that gives me hope. And I, I think an important line out of this is to talk about the fact that we want businesses to be there to rehire workers when this ends. And I do believe this will end. So we want to support those business owners and understand that they're making very tough decisions. Many um, service businesses like restaurants are saying, well, we're laying off workers so they can collect unemployment. And so that we can be here and rehire them. This is not something that was Uh, For example, they talked about um, Sandy that is affecting certain regions. Obviously, certain areas have more cases than others. But in terms of business impact, it's countrywide, it's worldwide. And so we don't have these little pockets of weakness. It's, It's really everyone. And that is what is so devastating.
1: That, you know, there's a short-term discussion. I think we had a lot of that short-term discussion on the Friday show. And a lot of people should go back and listen to that about decreasing expenses, looking for ways to maybe refinance your debt if possible, to to work with the people that you owe money to. So in the short-term cash crunch, I think there's that. There's also a longer-term discussion here, Bobby, which is that... You know, a lot of the time when people are looking at jobs, they are that they focus on which one will just pay me more money. In fact, I you know studies have shown that people don't even look at at benefits. When if you do the whole benefits package, sometimes one company will pay a little less in your paycheck, but they'll give you a benefits package that ends up making it much more worthwhile but the stability of the company also matters when you're looking at your company and i think that i think that during good times we kind of underplay that you know and we're seeing that we're seeing that now that how stable is this company and even though they're paying me a phenomenal amount of money today are they going to be able to continue to pay that money to me if things get rough
0: Right. And that's why we see a lot of people on on television talking about the fact that companies used money um, to do buybacks on their stock rather than shore up some kind of emergency fund for this. That said, many very well-run companies in industries that have been impacted are getting hit through no fault of their own. No matter how well you prepare for something like this, you cannot possibly be prepared for something that is so industry-wide affecting everyone up and down the supply chain. So it's also important to understand that just because a business is struggling in this situation does not mean that they were not doing everything conceivable. Sometimes there's only so much that you can do. Many businesses run on small margins, and there's only so much that they can have as a backstop. Some businesses were already struggling. Look at all the brick and mortar retail stores that were barely holding it together as it is. And of course, we can say they should have had coulda, woulda, shoulda. But the truth is businesses make the decision they make, uh, the best decision they can make for their business in that environment. These are lessons learned, though. I worked for 15 years for Reuters, which has a union. Um, and I was paid less in cash than my peers at other places, because we did have wonderful union benefits. Very, very uh, good health insurance. We had amazing matching in the 401k, which my 401k is probably... I'm doing good. I'm not looking at it. But the, the, that money is obviously gone down in this, but I benefited from having a very generous employer in terms of the match in my retirement funds for so many years that I no longer yet as a self-employed person. But all of those benefits were great. And I'm happy to say that I took advantage of a lot of them. I got my CFP paid for by an employer because that was an educational benefit. So those benefits definitely do create value for employees and uh, they should be appreciated.
1: Yeah. And I definitely agree with what you're saying at the at the front of that, though, that nothing is infallible, right? I mean, there's always an Achilles heel. Every strategy has a downside, Uh, clearly, you know, who could, who could predict where we're at, where we're at today. It was amazing. Cheryl and I, by the way, this morning, we're out on a five mile run and we were talking, we were, we were with, we were with a friend. We all kept our distance from each other while we were running, but we were talking to each other about how great it was that we could get outside. And then we talked about how horrible it would be. What if this were, I mean, don't get me wrong. Coronavirus, my understanding is it is a little airborne, but what if you couldn't go outside? Oh my goodness.
0: Well, that's what's happening, I believe, in places like Italy, where if you have a lawn or a little private you know, balcony, you can go out, but I believe you cannot go outside anymore in Italy. So in streets, let's yeah. hope we don't get to that point. But that is also a possibility. And, and we realize how much we value the simplest things. I was joking with my husband this morning. I said, when can we schedule our walk? Because that's become my favorite part of the day is going to Central Park with my husband.
1: Are you finding, by the way, and I know this is off our current topic, but, but, but if, if, are you finding that um, even early on, you're starting to develop like a new routine around the weirdness and that mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to take people maybe two weeks, but, but I think two weeks from now where we'll, families will develop a new routine and we'll have a new routine around being at home, being together. It's going to be a, it's going to be a whole different world.
0: Maybe. I mean, maybe in two weeks, we'll have changes and we won't be in this situation. But if we are, I do agree we will. And I think there's a new appreciation for things that we used to joke about getting a break from. We want to see our... Coworkers, our friends, my sons had um, they do a regular um, sports class, and they had a virtual meeting last evening. And seeing my son's face light up when he saw some of his buddies on this like giant, I think it was, I think they were on Skype, and you could see the kids' faces all light up when the instructor came on, and uh, they were a little bit rowdy, and I think he had to mute all of them. But um, they're really happy to see each other. It was really cute, and I overheard him talking to one of his friends from school on a FaceTime chat talking about how much they miss school and they were going to be on spring break right now. So they're not having any homeschooling right now because this was spring break. So they were talking about how they're looking forward to when school starts up again and what's it going to be like to go to school over Zoom. So they really, not that my, my son enjoyed school anyway, but there's a real new appreciation for how much they love their friends and their teachers and learning.
1: I saw I saw a photo of uh, and somebody wrote that it was a bunch of dads and they were at a cul de sac and everybody was kind of at the end of their driveway and each of the dads had a beer and they were standing way far away from each other just having some guy time out at the out at the, out at the end of the driveway. Uh, interesting yeah. how communities find a way to come together. But back to this, uh, uh, what 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 I think is. Um, is, is kind of a takeaway here is that we'll get to our big takeaway later, Bobby, but, but when it comes to so what around the job market and around your job is, is this idea that, um, that to the degree that you read every day about some people still not taking it seriously, I don't know what people need to take it more seriously when it comes to the health aspect. And clearly that's not our lane, but let's talk about the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. If we're, <laughs> If, if, if we're really planning, um, I think that looking at this getting worse versus better anytime soon is great. Buckling down on the budget, buckling down on the amount of, of outflow that you have every week, and definitely controlling your spending, controlling the amount of money that leaves the household, doing some sort of financial rationing, I think, is, a, is it to put it in the probably the worst term possible, is a great idea is a is a fantastic idea here because we don't know when it's going to get better.
0: We don't know, but I think what is I don't know how to really phrase this, but what makes it more palatable is there's not a lot to buy, Joe. There isn't I mean, right beyond food, really, I think our whole mindset about what's discretionary and what's not. Because I think if we looked at somebody's budget and what was really discretionary, let's say if they had lost their job and everyone else was still employed, they might have things still on their list that they felt were important. Even for example, I hate to say it, things like clothing to go out and interview for a job, things like that no one needs new clothes right now. I'm sorry. And I know that stinks for retailers that want to do business, but nobody needs a new outfit. Nobody is going to gym. So a gym membership to stay in shape. um, Even when you're unemployed, people might say, well, that's still a necessity, health and this and that. Well, your gym is closed. So you're figuring out Joe's going for hikes. I'm walking in Central Park with my husband for now. Um, I'm doing virtual exercise classes um, and so on, which I'm paying for, but that's because I want to support my gym, but you can do a lot of free exercise classes. So,
1: but it's not a time to pay extra money on your debt. It's not time to pay extra money. The point is all
0: those, all those things that you may even thought of as sort of necessary slash discretionary, um, are gone. You are not meeting anyone for lunch to network, to get a new job, whatever it may be, whatever situation you're in. Everything, but even maybe your mortgage. Um, it's just really food. If you can't pay your mortgage, just talk to your lender. They'll probably work something out. Um, I've read stories I now. Everything's gone away. All your expenses. Absolutely, uh,
1: uh, absolutely. Yeah. Go back to everybody should go back to Friday's episode because we talked about refinancing your debt. You should be doing all that to lower the payments. Um, uh, but, but you know, I'm reading about people who are living off a of Doordash now. Don't be paying the premium for Doordash when when you're not sure where your job is coming from tomorrow where your food is coming from tomorrow i I, don't don't please please don't um uh did did we did we do anything on this topic on uh on instagram
0: uh oh yes we did actually i sent you the answers i completely forgot Of course. first we asked people well let me ask you the question we said people want to stay employed is anyone really safe right now and the questions the answers were of course or no way so what do you think our money friends said
1: when I was pulling up the questions and it's 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 horrible, but I was pulling up the questions and I didn't hear the main or the responses and I didn't hear the question.
0: Okay. The question is, when it comes to staying employed, is anyone really safe right now? The, the answers were, of course, and no way.
1: I would say that there's probably 30% of course.
0: Um, you're correct on the direction. It was a little bit higher. 46% said, yeah. of course, and 54% said no way. And, um, do you have the answers that I sent you? Some people, um,
1: yep. expand on their answers. Eric AHR six says everybody's going to need banks, mechanics, hospitals, police, and fire debt free now says even nurses are going to be like, go oh, if they only work with elective surgeries and not in an ER capacity, our friend David, uh, says, uh, healthcare is an extremely safe industry. Um, the Anetter says, uh, "What if the internet comes to an end? I believe anything's possible now." And has a as a as a, has a, has a oh no uh, uh, emoji. And then John says, uh, "So many businesses don't have emergency funds; need revenue. I think that's an important one, especially yeah. small businesses. So many small businesses, as you know, Bobby, are underfunded, which is why you know. I mean, we talk about joust and needing to be paid." Um, I think, man, that's important. And then uh, I'm trying to read Logan's and I can't read it.
0: I got it. Um, It depends on the industry. Some companies are even hiring, which is true, um, especially places that supply um, the goods and services that we need. Um, I believe Walmart is hiring. Um, I'm guessing Amazon may be hiring, Mm -hmm. I think. But a lot of those companies are looking for workers. So, you know, it's important if you do need cash flow and you can do uh, work for them. Maybe that's something to look into. We also have um, L. Wyant um, saying nurses, doctors, pharmacists, cashiers, truckers, stockers, trash collectors, and college professors for now. May um, yeah. have safer jobs. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you to our money friends that answered that. And thank you to Ashley for posting that.
1: And our Instagram, if people want to take part in these in the future, is...
0: At Money Friends Pod, and that is our handle both on Instagram and on Twitter at Money Friends Pod. In just a moment,
1: Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaway to end today's show. Uh, and as uh, we give her time to think about that for a moment, uh, we'll say a big thanks to Joust for supporting Money with Friends. If you ever thought about starting your own business, perhaps you wanted to begin a side passion project. You weren't sure where to begin Though Ensuring a steady income is always going to be one of the first things you think of. And we talked about that a lot the last few days and could be the reason why you don't eventually take the leap. Well, Joust is the nation's only all-inclusive banking platform for the self-employed. Business banking can feel complicated, but Joust makes it easy. Pay Armor Joust invoice payment guarantee product supports the 71% of the gig economy workforce that experiences not getting paid. You can sign up for Joust for free at try.joust.com forward slash MWF. When you enter the promo code Money with Friends, you're going to get $100 in credits. That's try.joust.com slash MWF. And we've talked about Joust, man, a lot today, but um, yeah good time to have a great banking partner if you're a small business owner whether it's side gig or whatever uh bobby what's our takeaway here
0: believe the data and prepare for the worst but i am an optimist and i still hope we can keep a lot of us working and support those who aren't until we can all get back to work anything that you can do to support business If you have a membership that is affordable to you, for example, to a gym, to a co-working space that may be closed, that you know is owned, um, especially if it's a small business, um, only, and I want to caution this because Joe pointed out very accurately, you should, of course, if you can't afford it or you're worried at all about your financial situation, you should not be ordering DoorDash. But if you are in a very comfortable position and you can support other businesses, consider it. Do what you can to support other people. It really can make a difference.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. And um, my takeaway was, when I was a financial planner, we would always plan for the worst and hope for the best when it came to investment returns. We'd always plan on low returns so that we would do more ourselves. We plan on cutting cost a little bit below what we really needed to cut. Just in case things got worse, we would plan on not getting the big bonuses we thought we were going to get. We'd always plan for less. Well, if there was ever a time when planning for less was a great idea, that is right right now because and i hate to say this but i do think the next couple weeks it's going to get worse before it gets better but then after that bobby i look at some of the things you pointed at with medicines i look at a comment that as we record this on friday that uh, bill gates uh, talked about and he's surrounded by scientists said this might be over quicker than we think like i look at these this the optimist inside me says maybe maybe but don't plan on that hope for it don't plan on it
0: yes A lot of lessons learned and a lot of new appreciation for things that we took for granted.
1: Hey, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today on YouTube, Kelly and Chris and everybody else hanging out with us. Uh, We're making these increasingly over on our YouTube channel. So check that out. It's at uh, youtube.com. Put in money with friends and you'll find us there. Subscribe. To us, you can also visit our website and find out about all our awesome sponsors and our uh, contributors—the people that we make these shows with. It takes a village, as somebody said once. Time to uh, to to make six shows a week, and um, there's no time that I'm more proud of the fact that we do the six days a week than than right now. And if there's somebody who needs kind of a voice of reason in their life, I'm usually they usually don't make the pitch, as you know, Bobby, to pester your friends about listening to your show. I, I, I generally don't like them like whatever, but if somebody really needs to hear this right now, it might be a good time to have your friend tune into money with friends to get a little bit less panic and a little more, um, solid advice in your corner. Cause I love Bobby, not just what you and I do, but what our cast is doing for us between, um, all of our cast members, some great minds who are well worth uh, paying attention to.
0: Yeah. And actually, um, a lot of our cast members are also freelance writers and so on. So we're going to we'll start tweeting out some of the stories that they are writing as well. I know Kristen Wong is writing a lot of stories. Aaron Lowry is writing a lot of stories. So um, we're going to share those on our on our Twitter um, as well. So look out for that. Make sure to follow us at Money Friends Pod and uh, support support them.
1: Speaking of cast tomorrow, we've got a great uh, show for you. Bobby is here with another member of our cast who's with you tomorrow. (laughs)
0: Chad Parks. And I know one of our stories is going to be a good news story off topic on It's purpose. about
1: time. Yeah. We need yeah. one. It's about time. Yeah. If there's anybody who can share a good news story, it's, it's Chad Parks. And by the way, somebody who's up on on the markets and retirement planning and all that that stuff. Yeah. Man.
0: We'll be talking about retirement planning in this in this environment. That's the other story we'll be talking about. I think, I'm not sure which one is Tuesday and which one's Wednesday. That's fantastic.
1: Well, tune in tomorrow uh, to Bobby and Chad Parks. We'll see you again tomorrow back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye.